the movie starts, we see a few uh, a few previews, and I don't know if this was on every showing of it, but Tom Cruise gets up there. This is in every theater, by the way. It is. Yeah. He got up there and just as Tom Cruise and was like, hey. He's sitting in a, like a living room. It was like a presidential address. It, it was. And he's yeah. like, hey, I just want to let you know, I made this movie for the theaters and for you. Enjoy. Yeah. Tom the, Cruise thanked us. And he thanked us. And the movie starts. Max, they started this movie off the We're, exact same way they started the original Top Gun, uh, and it not, was brilliant. The movie starts off the way that every single movie ever made should start. You need a screen that explains it's, it. It's a, Under it's 100 perfect. words. Star so, Wars, this, right. the town. So the paragraph pops up explaining yep. what Top Gun is. In the background, the Top Gun anthem is playing. They, they wanted to take you back right away. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't play footsie. Nope. They brought us home right away, yes, and we're did. like, "Here we go. Let's <laughs> let's jump in the bed." Like that's what they. And I loved it. And uh, the, oh. the minute they did that, I'm like, "I'm in." Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, I know you and I just got back from watching Top Gun Maverick. 15 minutes ago. And the only thing worth waiting 40 years for, the right mortgage. Oh, There, there you yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> our friends at Sonic Loans are committed to making sure that you get into the right mortgage or refinance the one that you have. I know there's fear. I know when you're up there flying that F-14 recommissioned. Is that a spoiler alert don't, if I say don't that? Don't okay. say that yet. I know when you're up there flying, when you're in a dogfight, it can be scary. And that's why you got to have the right Rio. You got to have the right man or woman in the back helping you, checking the radar, making sure the rate stays where it should. 15-year, 30-year, I got to tell you, if you want to make sure you're in the right loan, working with the right people, look no further than Charlie and his team. They are your co-pilot in the dogfight of the mortgage industry. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com or for a consultation, call 248-595-0001. When Ian and his team at Bolton Legal Group 
go to watch this movie because I know I know Ian personally. He's gonna lose his mind. He's gonna take his family to go see it again. I cannot stop talking about how great this movie is. Ian is is a bob. He's a bob. <laughs> he is. He knows his numbers. He's doing his job. He's not flashy. That's the nerd in the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Bolton Legal Group. If you if you walk out of the movie that we just walked out of, you're probably gonna commit a crime. Like I'm so jacked up right now. <laughs> so if you do that, you gotta have the right guy supporting Steal you. Plane. Bolton Legal Group is the place to go. Real estate law, business law. If you need support, you need help. You need to have a great partner and they are the best of the best when you're looking for a lawyer you have to have someone you trust family environment good people bolton legal group look no further reach out to ian and his team tell them the buzz in the tower sent you reach out to ian and team at bolton legal group today's episode top gun maverick The belated movie sequel is a terrifying proposition. It starts with a film you love and ends decades later with broken promises and a disgusting taste in your mouth. Don't believe me? Go watch Caddyshack 2, Dumb and Dumberer, Saturday Night Fever, Return to the Blue Lagoon, Son of the Mask, Basic Instinct 2, Blues Brothers 2000, Return to Oz, or The Godfather Part 3. But none of those movies had the potential to break our hearts more than Top Gun Maverick. So after years of rumors, development, and delays... The Day of Judgment has arrived. In a rare departure from our usual programming, Buzz in the Tower will dedicate an entire episode to a movie not made in the 1980s. And no, I'm not talking about Point Break. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll give you our live reaction to Top Gun Maverick. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the disappointing sequel to my blockbuster original, Max Sanders. And with that, talk to me, Max. Mo, I don't like that look. (laughs) It's the only one I got. Yeah, it is. movie ever max where do we start where do we middle where do we end i'm overwhelmed i'm overwhelmed so back it up (laughs) i can't back it up hold on hold on back it up even before that can we get everything out of the way so we can just talk about this movie no we we have to get the stuff out of the way fine oh man can i I just punch you as hard as i can in the face no i need need to get this out i gotta get this out of my body right now you once beat up once of your friends i I did one time i did let's not not talk no no he hit me with the shoe and then i beat (laughs) i beat him up one of our biggest fans older brothers uh all right max let's get to the let's get to the stuff number one welcome to the show hi first and foremost first and foremost i need to apologize formally for a mistake that i made two episodes ago you're so weird about that. Because I, I got hammered. A lot of people wrote notes. How many people? A lot. <laughs> Cheap Trick does the song Mighty Wings that's in the original Top Gun. Okay. Loverboy is who does Everyone's Working for the Weekend. Everybody's Working for the Weekend. Yes, we posted a video. Of I know. Forward. I'm apologizing again. Also, do you want to send I, flowers I, to everyone? I don't. I don't. <laughs> also, I apparently referred, I, again, I say a lot of things I don't remember. Jet Wash is what he flew into that shut down his engine, not jet stream or not jet, whatever it's called jet wash. Yeah. Have you, you do, get that wrong? Do, I don't know. Cause I, I talk <laughs> a lot and I say a lot of things. I'm joking. Well, I get things wrong all the time. Next, because you're a buffoon. It doesn't bother you when you do that. I'm a perfectionist. I have a craft that I'm trying to create here. We, you're just, you've got a pinwheel that you're blowing into. You're just like happy pinwheels. to be here. So I had to get those apologies out of the way. You didn't, but all right, I did. Additionally, <laughs> additionally, Follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all those cool things. A lot things. of Top Gun stuff right now. At Buzz in the Tower. Check out our website, buzzinthetower.com. Pick up some officially licensed merchandise. And don't forget, subscribe on Apple Podcast. follow us on Spotify, and leave reviews on both if you are so willing. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, Patreon. Pa- Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. 
It is the best way to support the show. It is the best way to get insider information. Our Patreons knew that we were doing this live review a month and a half ago. Yeah. Because that's just the kind of guys we are. Well, I mean, we talked to them about we it. We do talk to them about yeah. it. With that being said, Max, I do have a new patron that is waiting to buzz the tower, probably motivated by our Top Gun episode last week and the one before. So why don't we take a moment to welcome her aboard? Let's do it. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. I just want to manage our Patreon. That's pretty good. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I'd throw a little maverick in there. Student becomes a teacher. All right. Yeah. Let's get back to the Patreon. That's just something people say. Copilots, patreon.com. Best way to support the show, like I mentioned. We have a newest member. And I got to tell you something. I'm really excited about this one. Not that I'm not excited about the others, but we got an order on our website for some stickers. Yes. And then we got a new patron. And then we got a message. And they were all from the same young lady. Her name is Jess Feener. She is a maverick. Whoa. I mean, like in real life yeah. and, and, and as a patron. She sent us the nicest letter. So Max and I go to see Maverick literally an hour ago. Yep. One o'clock in the afternoon. And we get out of the theater. We're getting our phone ready because we got to do a Instagram live and tell everybody we just finished watching you're it. You're so excited by the letter that you're like, guide me through traffic so I don't get hit by a car. Yeah, we were walking in the parking lot. And I was like, like hold, I was like, hold my hand so I can read you this. <laughs> she sent us the nicest email and she put a lot of time into it. Her husband loved the show, got her hooked on it. She binged all of our episodes over like the last, you know, 24 hours. No, not 24 hours, but she binged all of them. And she said like the nicest things to say about the that show. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, that you're sticking up for yourself. That's the only part of the email I didn't like, which is like, was being too mean to Max. I was like, oh, here we go again. No, I got I better. Think you, I think you were like hiring your cousins to send me letters to say to be nice to you. I don't nice know any of my cousins, remember? All right, that's right. So Max, I'm excited to welcome Jess as a maverick. This is the way for you to support the show. If you dig what we're doing, visit us at patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. To Jess and to all of our co-pilots, Max and I would like to tell you, thank you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Saunders. Thanks. Morning again. What? Thanks. Todd. Thanks. Ren. Thank you for. Uh, thank you. Max, we're back. Is it time? We've covered everything. Can we do it? I Listen, this is the best episode ever. No rules, no holds barred. Freedom. And lots of spoilers. So I will tell everybody right now, like, I don't, I'm not going to play the no spoiler game. Like, Max and I are talking. How do people do that with and, the no spoiler game? They're talented. Stuff? We're not talented enough to do that. Is it fun? I feel like that'd be miserable. Can you imagine not spoiling something and you want to talk I just, about it? I don't have it in me. I mean, I so the, for those of you that don't know, Max and I originally were going to go see this movie when it came out, but then Max had to go to San Diego and he had a plan. Max's big plan. And your plan was, I'll watch it 20 times yeah. and I'll see it the 21st time with Mo. Yep. In San Diego. I could have seen it. Selfish. So selfish. So I made Max swear to me on like a, a stack of Bibles, which is meaningless because you're a heathen. But I made you Taurus. swear to me that you would not go see this movie without me. And you resented it. I could see when you showed up today in your eyes, you wanted to punch me in the face. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're happy about it because oh you and I God. both walked out of that movie and it we're like, magical. wowza, bowza. Yeah. So before I, I would say no rules or anything else, but I know you've got some info on the movie. So Max, I think we just, we, I give you some time. You, you get the verbal diarrhea of all the facts and fun stuff you have. And then let's jump into our arrival at the theater and the movie. Okay. All right. So Hit me. What do you got? PG 13. Oh yeah. I like which, your first fact. <laughs> the first one was PG two hours and 10 minutes long. You love a nice two hour and 10 yeah. minute movie. It's already made $321 million it's worldwide. Crazy. It's crazy. It 
in one week. It's crazy. It's going to make a billion dollars. Oh, for sure. I hope it replaces Avatar, that stupid blue person. Yeah, movie. God, you hate Avatar. It's Dances with Wolves. I mean, they I did Dances with Wolves, the, the CGI. There's, a, there's the, the Avatar sequel uh, preview. And I was you, like, and you, were, you literally audibly like, I have the socks. I'm not excited about um, this at all. I was very frustrated. <laughs> but this movie's been a long time in the making, like three years. During COVID, it was still filming. And... You know, we got the trailer, I think, pre-COVID. Yeah. It was 2019. That teaser trailer was incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can still watch that. Get the goosebumps and all. <laughs> it's directed by... Did you ever think about how insensitive the word goosebump is when you take into account we're talking about Top Gun? Uh, I mean, it's a dedication to him. <laughs> no, but goosebump. Like he bumped his head and died. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Go ahead, though. <laughs> it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Do you know who this dude is? Uh, Iceman's uncle? No. <laughs> That's uh, Kowalski. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> First movie was Tron Legacy, which was okay, but like CGI-wise, you could tell he had a control of it. Oblivion, a cool Tom Cruise movie. You ever seen that one? No. Oh, okay. It's kind of cool. Only the Brave. You've seen that, right? I have. Yeah. That's a firefighter one I with have. Miles Taylor. Yes, yes. And most, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> most important, he did the Taco Bell commercial for Web of Fries when they made like their loaded nacho fries and they made like a trailer. Boy, you really dug deep on this one. It's what? Good work. Nothing. I'm listening. I'm fascinated by all the fascinating stuff that you're saying. It's so fascinating. I just, just want to talk about the movie. I know. Go. I'm not. I'm, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it was written by Peter Craig, who wrote The Town, Hunger Games, Bad Boys for Life, The Batman, and is currently writing Gladiator 2. So the, the, gla- the gladiating? <laughs> the gladiating. <laughs> Fat Russell Crowe is revenging. Uh, tugboat. <laughs> Tug up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Tom Cruise, when they started this movie, gave all the pilots a three-month aviation training course. He gave them? He sent them a packet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, is he already like training people on how to fly? I mean, he's an experienced pilot. I don't know what pilots think of him. But I think he's like good. I think they probably respect because you think about like how many people go through the process of making a film and don't go through that. And whereas he probably has gone through hundreds of hours of training. And you know what it is? It's Tiger Woods and the Navy SEALs, their relationship. You know how he does all the Navy SEAL training? It's you, like they like they respected that he did it really hard, but they kind of made fun of him. You know, I was talking to my brother-in-law who like loved this movie and he gave a I, I was going to bring this up because I knew that you would love this. He gave a great analogy. Tom Cruise is like Tom Brady. Like the, the like insane level of dedication, like the unwillingness, yeah. like just the, you know, that look that Tom Brady has in his eyes where you realize that telling him he can't do something is signing your death warrant. Pretty much. Yeah. And like, that's how Tom Cruise is. He, everything from his diet to his focus, to his concentration. I mean, dude, I got to tell you, I looked at him. I mean, how old is he? 58. <laughs> is he the most handsome 58 year old on the planet? Absolutely. I mean, I, if I look in my in my 20s, if I looked as good as he does at 58, he I would have been excited. It's not, and not even that, like, he just looks healthy. Yeah. His hairline, his face, is everything about him. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's incredible how well kept he is. I don't like his long hair he's doing for this movie tour. He's a little Robert Redford for me. I like him cut tight. Thank you for adding your weird, as always. I always <laughs> appreciate when you do that. And it's so cool that it's. he said it was a deal breaker for him if they were going to use CGI for the most part. He's like, I need to be in the plants. Yeah, we're going to get into that when we talk about the movie. Okay. But yes, yes, absolutely. All right, and the rest of my facts go with the movie. So, let's so then going. you want to get into the movie? Why, I mean, why not? I mean, we could talk about the movie. Let me start with this. Because this is going to be an interesting conversation. So we usually prepare and have a cadence and kind of walk through everything. And Max, you and I went into the movie theater. So first of all, we arrived. I have not been this excited about seeing a movie in a very long time. Yep. 
I can't remember. Uh, I'm I, pretty excited for the Batman. I think for me, that's it, pretty recent. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think for me, the, the only time I've been this excited about a movie was when episode one came out because it was the anticipation. There was a huge gap in time between the- And they find, oh wait, no, Phantom Menace you're talking? Yeah, because okay. you didn't know. Yeah, Darth, You didn't know about Jar Jar Biggs. You didn't know about any no, of that Darth stuff. No, Darth Maul looked like he ruled. You didn't know anything. All yeah. you knew was you hadn't seen anything new. There was no- Duel of the Fates there was was no, There's no Mandalorian. There's yeah. no There's no content. There's no. no Star Wars content. Yeah. And in the same sense, Top Gun, there's nothing yeah there's no there's no spinoff there's no anything there's a lot of memes there's some podcasts that certainly did not steal the likeness of top gun there's a lot of that stuff so i think my excitement was just you didn't know yep the other reason for me when films are built up to be something huge they always seem to fail but when everybody is anticipating them to suck and then all of a sudden it opens up and all you're hearing from the snobbiest critic to the average joe on the street we walked up to the theater and there was a group of five guys standing outside the Breaking theater down with their hands fighting. in the air showing like, and then the, the plane went in and this, I was just like, oh man, like, and didn't you make a joke? Like this is the, like the anthem for all like new balance, white shoe yeah, wearing this is, dads. This is dad core. Yeah. Dad core is back. I mean, this is every single, I, whatever. I, this is where it could be a 10 hour episode. Cause I would gush on this. So you and I show up at the theater. We go in there. The movie theaters have taken a beating because of COVID. Yep. And when we walked in that theater, this is one o'clock, two weeks after the opening on a Saturday. It's beautiful outside today. Packed. And for a frame of reference, I bought the tickets a week ago. The theater was already half bought out. Packed. Yeah. So the movie, the, the movie starts, we see a few, uh, a few previews and then. Which is possible. Did, yeah. Did, and I don't know if this was on every showing of it, but Tom Cruise, and by the way, I want to reiterate, spoiler alerts yep. are coming. And if you have. Are we the movie? Yeah. We're, okay. we're going right through it. Okay. Yeah. So Tom Cruise gets up there. This is in every theater, by the way. It is. Yeah. And he basically, just I, I, I didn't know if it was, he was talking to me. I thought he was just talking it to me. It felt like it, didn't it? He got up there and just as Tom Cruise and was like, hey. Just sitting in like a living room. It was like a presidential address. It, it was. And he's yeah. like, hey, I just want to let you know, I made this movie for the theaters and for you. Enjoy. Yeah. And I was like, I got goosebumps. I was like, it was a little cheesy, a little because it's Tom Cruise, this whole right? The movie's cheesy though, but it's. No, uh, yeah, no, no. I'm not going to accept that. That's a, that's a, that's, no, no. that's a unfair sweeping characterization. I'm saying it's earnest and it's not trying to be winking in the joke. It's just going into the. It's not cheesy. I think you picked the wrong word. I'm his saying, his speech was cheesy. Yeah. This movie is not okay, cheesy. Fine. I will not accept that. <laughs> I'm not going to let you flippantly throw words around today. We're going to go. We're going like to hammer them. You don't. Then you don't know what cheese is. It's not. This is a fine mozzarella. Isn't it like a bacteria mold? Yeah, from yeah. Milk? It's, it's from cows. That's all you need to know. This is more of like pigs a, make it too. Pigs make you like pig cheese. You want to milk me? I've got nipples. <laughs> Greg, great. It's great. You're out of the circle of trust. All right. So we get into the theater. I'm, I'm super fired up. And Tom the, Cruise thanked us. Yeah, And he thanked us. And the movie starts. And it's funny. One of our one of our listeners messaged us. And I don't remember if it was through Instagram or what it was. But he said, Mo, I listened to part one and part two of your guys Top Gun review. And it's like they were listening to you when they made the movie. And I didn't know what he was referencing because you and I have done an outstanding job of staying away from spoilers. Yep. Like we didn't watch TV. I didn't, I wasn't on the internet. I, I just real quick screen things as they were coming in and none of our Nothing. fans spoiled yeah. anything. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Max, they started this movie off the With, exact same way they started the original Top Gun uh, and not, it was brilliant. Not the exact. Oh, uh, on the screen, I should know. mention I had a notepad and a pen. <laughs> you did, and Max is like, I can't believe you brought that I to love the that movie. You did. I took my notes are like the ramblings of a madman. <laughs> so because I was writing in the dark, a lot of my lines are on top of each other. Yeah. It looks like something Charlie Day would have written if you could look at my notes right now. Like I don't know how to speak I, English. Good. It's bad. It's bad. Cruise drive. Plane. All right. So why? Oh, look, let me before you tell me why it's different. Yep. Let me tell everyone how it starts. Yep. 
The movie starts off the way that every single movie ever made should start. You need a screen that explains it's, it. It's a, Under it's 100 perfect. words. Star so, Wars, this, right. the town. So the paragraph pops up explaining yep. what Top Gun is. In the background, the Top Gun anthem is playing. The part of this that I love so much the gong. is that they needed to take, for those who have never seen Top Gun, it's awesome. Yep. For those of who have seen Top Gun, they, they wanted to take you back right away. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't play footsie. Nope. They brought us home right away, yes, and we're did. like, "Here we go. Let's <laughs> let's jump in the bed." Like that's what they. And I loved it. And then it cuts to that deck of the of the aircraft carrier, yeah. just like it did in the original Top Gun. What were you going to say that was different? The writing. It's rather than the men. It's just men and women. They put oh, women in there. Look at that. Yeah. Times they have changed. I know. I'll have to cross-reference that. I don't trust you by memory, but that's great I if they did that. Afterwards. Oh, you did? Yeah. Already doing Googling? We literally came straight here. All you did is eat lunch. Were you studying while you were eating lunch? Yes, I was. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. So, Max, the movie starts. You and I are already, I, I was already like, you win. The, oh, the minute they did that, I'm like, I'm in. You, you win. Also, Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, the yes, dual lightning Max. bolts. Okay, so you know what's so great? I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. I have to go to my it's notes. the coolest symbol ever. Literally, this is what my notes... By the way, look at my notes. Look at the gibberish. Can you even read <laughs> any really of that? Bad. The first note says... Intro, same. <laughs> Second note says Bruckheimer Simpson. Yeah. Like it's got that. The, there's some of those classic ones, right? Like the Pegasus horse, yep. the Disney castle. The when I saw that. Jumping off the lake. Yeah. Oh my God. The fishing on the half moon. That's a good one. Dreamworks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Pixar. We got it. We got it. Yeah. The lamp getting squished. Is yeah. that the Pixar one? You ever seen the family guy where he's watching like 30 of those? In yes. A row and crazy? Yep. 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 <laughs> so I'm going right through my notes, right? We're, so we're watching this and the goosebumps are there, not yep. to coin a phrase, right? The goosebumps are there. And and Max, as soon as they fire up that engine on the jet, which I assume that note that we got saying, Mo, it's almost like you knew what they're going to do. The minute they fired up the jet, Danger, danger Zone, zone yeah. comes on. And God bless America. If I wasn't like, you're in, I'm in, we're good. Yep, this is it. Yep. And I think actually I'd have to go back and listen to the episode because, you know, we talk so much and I don't remember. But didn't I say like if they did that, that I'd be in and they would, that I would totally be in. What did, did. I say? You, no, you said that. You said if they basically do the same intro. Yeah. yeah. That I'm like, I'm in, I'm yeah. there. All right. So good. So they did it. They listened to me. I'm there. And I think to keep this balancing between describing everything that happens and then getting our opinion on it, the one theme that you're going to get from me, and and I'm going to tie everything that I say back to it, I'm going to jump all the way to the end a little bit for a, quick, se- for a quick second. Okay. They have a mission they have to do at the end, yep. and, and they keep on saying that two miracles are going to have to happen. Yep. That is what I'm going to say, that any belated sequel has to pull off two miracles. You have to be respectful of the original, mm-hmm. and you have to make a film that stands on its own. Yeah. It's the hardest damn thing to do in the world, if you ask me, to be able to give a nod to the original, make those people that lived and died by it feel good about it, and then also make it good enough so that if I have never seen this movie before, if I'd never seen Top Gun, could I go to Top Gun Maverick and be like, wow. Absolutely. And, on both accounts. And, and I'm telling you right now, here's my episode spoiler alert. They did it with, with flying stars. It's like, so bizarre because the callbacks, they don't feel like they're forced. No. You know what I mean? Like no. if it all works in the movie. I wonder if they built the callbacks in and then built the movie around it or vice versa. Everything felt so organic. That's and what I'm clean. saying. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was great. So the first thing that I noticed that I appreciated, and maybe this is a little bit of the Star Wars Phantom Menace, when you have iconic music to rearrange the music. So I, I like the throwback, but to add something to it. And I don't know if you noticed, but they did a really nice job. They updated the sound a little bit. Yeah. They rearranged the Top Gun anthem and it's got like- Oh, a, really? Yeah. It, it's, it's subtle. Yeah. But you know that I have that weird ear thing where I can pick it up. And it was done really well. And you you basically progress through this movie and your first scene is is Maverick. I mean, you've got the classic. That's part of the thing too. Like the cinematography of this film is absolutely incredible. It's like Michael Bay met God. Spielberg. Score. Yeah, that's what it is. And there the reason, it is. It's it really does a great job on 
it's unapologetically moving slow yeah. when it, when it's okay to move slow. Yeah. It doesn't feel the need for speed. It's, like, Amer- it, it, it's America. Like By the way, do you like that? Yeah, I did. They didn't say in the movie. No. They, yeah. But they, and okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm super emotional all over the map. It immediately is showing you Maverick and you, you're like, yeah, this is Maverick. He's fixing up a World War II plane. He's not only working on the plane, but. The, By the way, do you know that's his plane in real life? That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? He's in a hangar. The hangar's got the same feel of the classroom yep. hangar. Yep. And he's working on a plane and it cuts to his work shelf and it's got the pictures of him yep. and Goose. And again, this to me is done so well. It doesn't feel forced. It nope. doesn't feel like, hey, we have to fit a picture in here. How many times uh, the the Ghostbusters, the all-female cast Ghostbusters, right? I see it. It's awful. But there, are movies, <laughs> there are movies like that where you go through the movie and they feel like they have to stick in the corner uh, a newspaper clipping that says Ghostbusters save New York yeah. 1989. That to me always feels ill placed. What's well, part of Maverick's DNA? He still cares about. Goose. I, I, and you, what do we talk about? What is our favorite thing about the original Top Gun? Their relationship. Their relationship. Yeah. And and this is real. This is real. That 37 years later, he is in pain. Yeah. Because of what's going on, his motorcycle. Uh, he's got a couple. Yeah. But so, uh, but again, ripping the the canopy off his motorcycle. And you're like, this is Maverick. Yeah. Kawasaki GPZ 750 Turbo. But he also has the new one, which is the Ninja H2 Carbon, which is now the fastest bike in the world. Right. It's so cool. It's, he has like five of them, too. So he gets on his motorcycle, and he we immediately find out that what he's been doing yep. is a test piloting, which is so amazing. It, <laughs> it gives me the right stuff vibes, yeah. doesn't it? Like instantly. Yeah. Like that he's in this desert, and he's just... Let me go as fast as possible. I don't need family. I don't care if I die. And I think even in addition to that, you said this right when we got out of the theater and then I said I banned you from talking until we got to the studio. Yep, you did. It immediately establishes that Maverick is still Maverick. Yeah, but it's interesting that he's not kind of as jerky as he was. He's got this group of people with him that are running the Mach 10 test that actually love him and support him. But that's, that's I think you're missing, maybe you're not missing it, but this is this is a critical part of the character development. We don't want him to be the Maverick that he was yeah. for two thirds of the first movie. No, I'm saying I'm psyched that he. This like, is the evolved Maverick. He's a likable guy, but he's still Maverick. Yeah, that's the whole point. He's well, still Maverick. He's still getting on his bike yeah. and going as fast as he can, and then he's getting into a into a what kind of jet is that? I have it's no like idea. A yeah, and he, and he's pushing he's pushing the envelope and yeah. destroying planes. So he had to go to Mach nine for that day. By the way, no, he had to go to Mach ten for that day. No, no. So he thought he was going to go to Mach nine. Yeah, yeah. They bump it to Mach they bump ten. Bump to Mach ten. By the way, props to him. He has a paper calendar written Mach 10. Yeah. Still paper guy. Just yeah. classic. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's totally what all, by the way, that's all, anybody older than 50, that's what they do. Do you right have one? No, no, I'm not. I'm 43, Max. I'm close. <laughs> I don't have paper. You look 50. You look 50. Uh, it's the only look I got. It's the only look I got. But so they push it to Mach 10. He's like, screw it. We got to go up there before they bust us. And the Navy Admiral is freaking Ed Harris. I the only this is not a complaint because you didn't I, like Ed Harris. I no 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 I loved Ed Harris. Okay. I wish that they had used him more. I know that's a, that's kind of a soft complaint. John like, Ham takes up the slack. I, I I would have rather seen Ed Harris and John Ham's role. Oh man, imagine when, that when Ed Harris what I love Ed Harris. So yeah. to me, I, I don't dislike John Ham, but I think Ed Harris would have been a better John Ham. I can't even speak English. A better John Ham than John better Hamm. Cyclone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The coolest point in this entire movie, I know it's a little subtle detail, is when Maverick pulls up the uh, Death Star or whatever we're calling it, and all the, everything on the ground just starts to shake. Ed Harris is looking right at it, doesn't move. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> well, so we're skipping, but that's okay. We're not even skipping. There's no rhyme or reason to this, but we're just talking emotions here. This is why I love this movie so much. So practical effects. Yep. That dust, that cloud. Is that real? That's real. 
I'm like 99% sure that that's real. I wasn't 100% sure. Of Max, that. I don't think that they did a whole lot of CGI and yeah, just the explosions and missiles. And yeah. Stuff. Okay. I, and I, and again, like you feel like there's nothing cheese. That's why I got, I took issue with you saying it was cheesy. Cause when I hear cheesy. I'm thinking like the last Starfighter special effects. No, no. What I'm thinking of cheesy is like, I know the, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just don't use the word cheesy. Don't do that again. Okay. Don't disrespect well, Maverick. Okay. When Maverick goes Mach 10, he goes a little bit further being Maverick, explodes a plane. He ends up in some small town. That's in a not diner. cheesy. That was no, great. No, wait, he's in a small town in a diner and he goes, where am I? And the little kid goes, Earth. Earth. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So that to me is not cheesy. What is that called? Not cheesy. What is it? Something, but it's not cheesy. Well, it's 80s Goonies Spielberg stuff. Yes. What is that? Not cheesy. You just did it perfectly. It's 80s Goonies Spielberg stuff. No, that's it's not. Long. Just call it Spielbergian. Okay. Or, go- or Goonish. You know, Goonie-ish. <laughs> Goonie-ish. But you're right. Okay, but like, I think you just nailed something that's so important. The hardest, Max, this is what I love about 80s movies, is not having to make an apology and not taking yourself too serious. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. And, and that's what's great about that scene, and that's what's great about the the winks and the nods and the laughter, yep. and none of it's over the top. No uh. pun no pun on that. <laughs> so he crashes, or he ejects from this uh, stealth bomber. And he's in space. It's pretty cool. The storyline of this movie is really creative, too. I was really hoping it wouldn't just be, again, a lot of times when you get reboots of movies, yeah. it's like regurgitate the same story. Yeah. Caddyshack 2, regurgitate the same story. This is very different. Completely different. You have a situation where he's not going back to Top Gun. He's going back to take people who've already graduated from Top Gun and get them ready for an almost impossible mission. The reason he's tapped to do this is twofold. Number one, he's the most qualified. Nobody else has had dogfighting experience the way he has. Number two, his very good friend, Admiral Tom Kazansky. Yeah. The fact that Iceman is the one who now later in life is like vouching for him and getting him out of trouble. And yeah, I just, and, and that the they, old, and that they had this friendship, right? It's the getting the gang back together thing. How, you know, what's really cool about that too. Did you notice there's no one else from the original movies besides them in this movie? Right, right. There's something I didn't think I was going to like that. I was like, I was waiting for Viper. Or I was waiting for uh Wolfman, Slider. You know? Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they kept it so tight, which is their relationship, and focused on it for a little bit, it impacted me more. Well, it's it's a great point, and I think the other thing too is that it didn't make it unrealistic. No. So like, and, and maybe and some people are lucky enough to keep that group of fifteen people. The reality is that that's not life, and that they stayed as close as they were yeah. is great. Even I, their text messaging. I got. Just, I was just about to say that. I got. The, I got so excited when I see him texting, and you see the bubble pop up, and yeah. it says ice. I yeah. love that in his phone. It's ice. It's not Tom. It's not Ice Man. It's just ice. Yeah. So they have the situation come up, and as a result of this situation, they got to bring in Maverick, and this is essentially what Ed Harris does, which sets up the story really well. He does the same thing as Slider. Yeah. No, not Slider. I no stinger. He's like, I can't believe I got to send you. Well, to it's a little bit different. It's, yes, you're right. He, yeah. Well, he, I think his phrase was, "It pains me." Was it? No, the, it galls me to say it's it. It's the same thing as, "I can't believe I got to send you." This, this is the tip of the hat moment where, again, if you had never seen the first Top Gun, yeah, you would look at this and be like, "Okay, like I get it." Like, and at, he's reading over his like dossier for yeah. like six sentences, Remember? all the things you've done wrong, exactly. Which is, you want to know who Maverick is right away, right? Away. And they just give it to you, right? So he immediately. And Ed here says does a great job about this. He immediately sets the stage for who the new version of Maverick is, yeah. which is overachiever who's underachieving. Yeah, but also they give him the John Wayne quality because they're like, it's going to be robots now. And, you know, your time is Drones, over. Drones, yeah, yeah, your time's and done. He, and Tom Cruise, as he's leaving, looks back and goes, not, oh, today. not today. And you're like, ah. <laughs> so there's a lot of that in this movie. There's a lot of, and I think this is a bigger, this is to me, the sub story here. I don't know if they did this on purpose, but. 
you know, movie theaters are dead. Hollywood yep. is dead. The the classic actors dead. Things have changed. It's artificial intelligence. It's everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, thank you, not AI. I don't know why I said AI. Well, I guess AI too. AI actors Algorithms and actresses, and something like yeah. that. This is Tom Cruise saying, I think to me, <laughs> personally, he personally, I think this him looking at the fans and being like, I ain't going nowhere. I know. And we're still going to make movies like this and you're still going to come watch them. And I loved it. Is he going to be 75 doing top? 10 do you know that they wanted to stream release it? And he said he would not do it if they stream release. That's it. awesome. I mean, that, he, he was like, this is in theaters only. Well, yeah. I mean, you feel it. I mean, uh, this is one of the only DVDs that I will purchase that I bought in the last 20 years of my life. Like, I want to own this movie. Yeah. I want to watch this in my basement on my surround yeah, sound. Yeah, put it next the to the Top Gun VHS. Oh, my God. That's great. So I'm, I'm going to watch that Tom Cruise thank you every morning to, like, that's get great. me up. Don't you think? Can so, that be my ringtone? No. <laughs> so he gets sent to um, he gets sent to fighter, fighter Time, Fighter Town, USA. Miramar. And again, I love that. I yeah. know. Miramar, Fighter Town, USA. Do you know it's Miramar? <laughs> hate you so much da, 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 da. i was having such a good day until i realized i was with you and then it just went downhill what i'm kidding i, I cried in a movie theater. i did it's cry god i cry a lot so he he gets <laughs> sent out there and he's introduced to another group of people that know his reputation and these are the great parts of i thought the original top gun where it wasn't overly humorous but they had these great moments where it's like you know your reputation precedes yourself and he's like thank you he's like it wasn't a compliment like <laughs> that little barring and jabbing back and forth john ham this is his best since madman does it help that his name is ham and not Hame? because i know Corey ham john ham i don't want to throw yes. you up throw yeah. it off a little bit so he gets there and he learns of the mission and he gets his crew and on his crew he sees that he has got Goose's son, Rooster. This is so fantastic. By the way, I thought Miles Teller crushed it. Oh, my God. And he, he weirdly looks enough like Anthony Edwards. That's perfect. I think the other part of it that I really enjoyed is it's so easy to fall into the trap of watching the previous performance and just doing a caricature of that person. He didn't. He, he allowed little bits of Goose to pop out there. But if I didn't know better, I would say he was the love child of Maverick and Goose. There's a little bit of them yeah. that's got like both parts of it, you, you know? know? I like how they flip that with uh, Rooster and Hangman. Yeah. And like you weren't sure what part of Iceman Hangman had or yeah. what part was Maverick. It was great. They flipped the script on a lot of things you thought you were going to see. So that's something we're going to talk about later as well that this movie did that I love is it tr it lied to us. It tricked us. It, it tricked you and I both from the, I'm, we'll I'm get to it. Scream about the some part same later. damn yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It tricked us and, and it tricked us so well. And I, I was like, your hand. I, I yeah. was like, oh my God. So yeah. anyways, they get down there and we learn a little bit more. And here's what most importantly we learned. Tom Cruise goes to his old watering hole. To the get hard a, deck. The, the hard deck. What a name. The best name. Not, remember when we were creating an 80s movie bar? We should have called it the hard deck. <laughs> I don't even care. Oh, yeah, the it's 80s. the best it's name incredible. ever. incredible. So did you know immediately when the name Penny came up yes. who it was? Because I knew yeah. immediately. Yeah. So people were telling me, they're like, "There's you should go watch Top Gun, the first one, or you won't remember. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you right now, people. Mo and Max remembered instantaneously. How could you forget? How could you forget Penny Benjamin? How could you forget that the uh, five tower flyby and one Admiral's daughter? Yep. And you know who the Admiral's daughter was? Penny Benjamin. That throwback. And the fact that they never said her last name, nope. it was endearing to me. Yeah. They were like, you know what? If you don't know who this is, shame on you. Go watch the first movie. We don't need to tell you. Yeah. I love that. I love Jennifer Connelly. So huge callback, by the way. When she's first on screen, yeah. do you know what the music was? No. David Bowie. 
Really? It was. Shut up. They were doing a labyrinth throwback. I didn't. How could I miss that? Yeah. Oh, Max, great. I love you. It, it was totally a, redeemed yourself. It was a yourself. classical version of it. Yeah. So it was. I just assumed it wasn't dance, baby dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, laugh. <laughs> Is Jennifer Connelly the prettiest woman on the face of the earth? God, everybody in that film. All I mean, all the, the she's a goddess in this movie. Max, I, you have never been a big Jennifer. Well, I shouldn't say that aesthetically. And, 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 no, not even that. You never. You didn't like her in Labyrinth. But I love her as an adult actor. I know, but I. I just. I, it was perfect. Yeah. It, and, and again, the significance of having her be the character. Remember Jennifer Conley, who certainly has a wonderful acting career. She was one of the it women in the eighties. Yep. Right. So having her in this makes perfect sense. It does. That she's Penny Benjamin and is, is aged, incredible. So her and Tom Cruise have aged the same. That she named her daughter Amelia, obviously yeah. after Amelia Earhart. Earhart yeah. I, I thought it was just a nice touch as well. So he goes to the bar and the coolest bar ever. And I, I really enjoy that. So it seems in the story that at least if we understand it correctly, he was somewhere where she was three years prior, Yep. but he only lasted as a Top Gun instructor for two, like months. two months, which was hilarious. <laughs> so they obviously have already rekindled a couple times. And here's why I like that. When we were talking about the original Top Gun and one of my biggest gripes was the lack of chemistry that existed between Charlie and Maverick. Yeah. You talk about miracle number three. Tom Cruise has chemistry with somebody. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, did I miss something in the movie? No. No, and it's not just the actors and actresses' faults. It's the story. So the fact that Charlie and Maverick have no backstory until they meet each other. I'm falling for you. Right. Whereas <laughs> they, day three. Whereas <laughs> the, instead of just saying, here's Penny Benjamin, you haven't seen her in 37 years. They weave into that, that he had seen her a little bit before. And it's implied that they had kind of rekindled a couple times before easy to buy into yep. their relationship. And he, and, and even the little things like later in the movie, when he sneaks out of her bedroom and sees her daughter and yeah. her daughter's like, don't break her heart again. <laughs> yeah. I love that because that, that's what builds the peripheral part of their relationship up. So you just accidentally stumbled into the perfect word to summarize this whole movie. Easy to buy in. Yeah. every Because in that scene when he meets Penny again, not only does she make him pay for a bar tab for the entire bar because he has a cell phone on, yep. on the bar. Great rule, Great by the rule. way. Yep. We meet Hangman for the first time. Yep. He's hitting three bullseyes, one of them blindfolded yep. while being kind of a jerk. Absolutely. And you instantly know who he is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way. While not a throwback to One Crazy Summer, totally reminded me of when uh, he put his hand over his face when uh, he was shooting the basketball oh, against yeah, yeah. hoops. Yeah. It, that it was like literally the same way they did it. So you meet everyone. They're all dressed in their fighter gear. Yep. And then no, they're, they're Navy. Uh, not their fighter gear, <laughs> whatever. They're, they're, they're class B's or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, the beige e ones. Except for Rooster. And, you know, I always thought that Goose had a casual nature to him. He did. You know, like the, the, he's the Hawaiian shirt guy. He is. So when Rooster comes in. My God. Oh, I I did the whole scene. And, and, the, and again, the fact that Maverick at this point is sitting at the bar. He's away from all of them. Yep. He's just kind of watching them interact with each other. This is what I mean by a willingness to not force feed us the story. Yeah. He doesn't have to go over there and say, I'm Maverick. The, Let me tell they, you my backstory. They would bump into each other right away. Like yeah. accidentally bump in and then, oh, you know what I mean? Like they didn't great. do that. It was great. And yeah. then you, you, you start to get all their personalities right yeah. away, which was fantastic. Bob's a nerd. Oh, uh, Bob. So do you know who Bob is? I thought you would have known right, right away. This is for me. I just thought this was awesome. So you might remember a little movie for our fans that are listening called Spaceballs. Of course, the Swartz. And Lone Star. Yeah. Lone Star. <laughs> Use the Schwartz. So Bill Pullman, who's been in a lot of movies, not just this, Ruthless obviously. People, Independence yeah. Day. Yeah, and he's the president of Independence Day. We're going to survive. Today's our <laughs> Independence Day. His son is Bob. His son is the Rio that is, uh, who's he roll with? The woman's name. I can't Phoenix. think of Phoenix, thank you. I looked at him and was like, holy crap, who is that? Yeah. And then at the end, when we we're watching the credits and it said Pullman, I was like, that's Bill Pullman's son yeah. for 100% like sure. Dennis Quaid's son in The Boys. Absolutely. You're like, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So 
he gets thrown out of the bar because his credit card gets declined in a fun way. And this is, I'm, I'm going to gush about this because I just think they did such a nice job on this. So of course you got to have the jukebox always. And you get slow ride by fog hat. Great song. And Getting confused. Yep. And hangman is like, Oh, I love this song. And then a few minutes later, rooster unplugs the jukebox heads on over to the piano and he's not, we don't know what he's playing. Like he's not playing anything that recognizable at first. It's just clear that he can play the piano. Yeah. And then his buddies who've known him, I assume that like, I see, it, it was implied like he, that he had a relationship with Phoenix. It I did. Think. Okay. It felt that way. Which I kind of, but I liked yeah. again, she I liked him with the pool. Yeah, cue. I, yeah. And they didn't have to take it anywhere. No, I just like that. There's a little implication, yeah. the implications, <laughs> <laughs> the implications. No, cause it's your boat. So he gets on the piano and then you get great balls of fire. Oh my God. Whole the ball. part of that, but the, again, this could have been done in such a way that was so cheesy. Yep. But instead, it was Spielbergian yeah, or Goonie-ish. There you go. And the way they did that is it showed Maverick outside the bar watching it. And you could see his heart just being ripped into a thousand pieces. And then the it showed Penny watching Maverick. Yep. So it's weaving this relationship and showing it. The one part of the first Top Gun movie that I liked with Charlie was after Goose died. And they show up at Goose's place. And Maverick's in the car with Charlie. And she's like, what can I do to help? Can I Nothing. be there? They're developing that yeah. relationship. That is what they did from the beginning of this relationship yeah. in the movie. So the next day, they well, get- Well, also, callback, Rooster's wearing sunglasses inside, little Iceman in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. It, it was weird. It but they're cool sunglasses. Weird. They are cool sunglasses. Well, so are Icemans. They are. Yeah. The next day, they get to the hangar to do their training. Max, this is, again, great callback. Just like, when, just, just like when Charlie walked in yep. and Maverick saw, oh, my God, the woman last night that I hit on in the bar is our instructor- that's what Hangman did because Hangman was giving uh, Maverick hell at the bar. Thanks yeah. for the beers, old timer. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, four more, char- four more on the old guy. <laughs> so immediately he sees who it is. And Maverick is great. I mean, he's the, as the instructor he takes out the manual, throws it in the garbage. Whenever you throw out a manual in the garbage, you know, it's a good, you're movie. making a statement. Yeah. You're throwing out all the rules. And like John Hamm and Warlock are just like, my guy, oh, he's not playing by the rules. It's the best. <laughs> Now, speaking of rules, is a perfect time to take a very quick break for our uh, sponsors, and we'll hop right back into it. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Max, I have decided to sell my house and move to California. Jennifer Conley's house? Yes, and join Top Gun. I am skipping some steps. I probably would have to join the military and then Maverick's be- become the plane best. hanger. What do you think that costs? Don't pull my papers. Who don't don't delay my like career. That. You would delay my career. Like Dolby Real Estate is the group to help guide you as you make irrational decisions because your <laughs> veins are coursing with adrenaline from seeing Top Gun Maverick. Reach out to Simon and his team. They are the best at making sure you are getting the right amount for your house if you're selling it or getting you into your new house at the perfect number. I cannot stress this enough. If you're listening to our podcast and you are thinking about jumping into this real estate market, reach out to Simon and the team at Dolby Real Estate. 400 million in sales in 2021, a thousand homes sold. They have the right team, marketing, amazing agents. Again, wearedolby.com. Tell them Buzz in the Tower sent you and they will help get you into the perfect house or sell your house to help you get into your perfect house or Buzz the Tower. Will they Buzz the Tower? Sure. Great ad, Max. Great. Thanks. I'll talk to you I didn't know you wanted me to help. Pull it together. I love you. You talk a lot. I love you. All right, Max, let's get back into it. Yes. So, and by the way, I'm prefacing this right now. We're doing all this by memory. So if I screw up the order, I don't want any more emails. I've had enough harassment the last two weeks for my Top Gun mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're trying. Tom We're doing Cruise our best. in plane. So Tom yeah. Cruise gets up in the plane 
And they are, I mean, watching him. They get the training montage going right away. Right away. And what it's it's identical to what Viper did to those guys. Like, he's Viper now. Yeah. So he's up there, and he's just tagging people it's left and right. planes versus his plane. Yeah. And he's the, got no Rio, right? The, right. Which is, I didn't know if that's, so some, some planes it, don't, some yeah, planes do. It looked like later. Because Rooster didn't have a Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not Wingman. Rio. Different. Yeah, no, no. When I was saying when Rooster was his was wingman. his wingman. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Same page. You got it. We're talking the same thing. This is where I think the cinematography has evolved in such an incredible way. The shots of them, and, and even at the beginning when they were landing on the aircraft carrier. Like, yep. if you have no appreciation for eighties movies, if you have no appreciation for Top Gun, but you just want to see, I mean, you know how National Geographic has like a channel, yeah, and they do. Uh, there was that whole series they did called like Earth, Oh, Planet Earth, yeah, yeah. This felt at times planet human yeah this felt at times (laughs) like literally that you were watching these incredible landscapes and the sun and the ocean and it was just don't be afraid of beautiful oh my god it's beautiful so he gets up there and just he's maverick he's just maverick right they have a bet if you get shot down if you're first if you get shot down first you do 200 200 push-ups do you know how many push-ups 200 is a lot it's like 199 more more than you could do yeah hey 198 more than i could do (laughs) I can do twice as many as you. So oh, let's, do a, let's do a push-up contest for Patreon. No, that's you're, I'm gonna you're win. on your own. You're on your own. It's a silly idea. <laughs> you just don't want to lose. No, I don't. I don't lose, Max. <laughs> that's right. I am dangerous. So, they didn't do the chomp. No, they didn't have to do the chomp. They I didn't know. have to do any of that. Yeah. Uh, so they, they get into these training montages. Yep. And again, the, the training is, it doesn't feel cheesy. You're getting character development. You understand what Hangman's all about. Yep. You understand what Rooster's all about. So Rooster's big thing, right? In, uh, indecisiveness. Think- Call sign wise, is this better than the original? I think the original is better. So we in this one, I'm gonna just give them to you. Yeah. You got Yale, Harvard, Coyote, Halo, Fritz, Omaha, Fanboy, Payback, Bob, Phoenix, and then you got Hangman and Rooster. And Bob. And, and said Bob, do you say Bob? I said Bob. I don't know. I you know, I think it's hard for me to judge what's better and what's worse I because think Iceman's the best one ever. Iceman is really good. And Maverick. Maverick and Iceman are the two best. So yeah. I guess in that sense, the two best ones I heard. But I, Phoenix, Slide, I thought was great. Phoenix Slide, was really good. Yeah. Slider and... Uh, I could live without Slider. Oh, really? Cyclone is better than Slider. Cyclone's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think they did a good enough job. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't feel Yale like they were... Yale and Harvard, I like. Yale and Harvard was really good. <laughs> I didn't feel like they were trying to push anything on us that was like too much of a throwback. No. And the fact they did Fanboy, I like the incorporation of language that's more modern. and Because that realistically is what would happen. You'd yeah. get more things like that. I'd be YOLO. Like, I'm just glad someone wasn't Fortnite, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So they're in the air they're they're going through this training and then in the midst of all of this all of the normal stuff that you would expect the relationship pieces the learning about each other you find you find out that maverick pulled rooster's papers yep so pulling your papers it delayed his process of getting into the naval academy by, by four, four years. years you get the tension between rooster and maverick you get the tension between hangman and rooster yep. you get the training that's going on you have the john ham uh cyclone and maverick have tension cyclone what is a respectful tension yeah i mean cyclone is basically your amped up version of Iceman yep. in the first one, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a buy the book guy. You know, this is what we need to do. So they they set up the scene really well for Maverick is going to have to not only bend the rules a little bit, but he's going to have to learn a new way to connect with these people. Yep. So the story is kind of cool because in the original Top Gun, it's, you know, Maverick overcoming the hangman that's in him. Yep. Not being a solo artist, like protecting other people and getting over his own issues with his father's name in the military. In this one, the story arc is Maverick taking what he has and converting from the doer to the teacher. Yeah, which is impossible. And honestly, and reconciling his issue with Goose. Yeah. You know, which still is there. I was shocked that he still goes talk to me, Goose. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I love that. So I have a question. You know, Viper in the original said, yes. like, you're going to lose a bunch more people. Yep. Do you think he lost other people? I think it's safe to say, but you never know. I mean, because remember, they make the point it, that yeah. there's been virtually no combat 
with fighter jets. That's the whole reason that he has to go back. Yeah. Is because there's been so little combat. So I don't know that it's realistic. Yeah. When Viper says it, he's coming off of Korea, yeah. Vietnam, yeah. like a period of time where that took place more. Yeah. So I think it's very reasonable to say that he didn't have that I just much thought it was interesting. Yeah. We Goosebumps moved, every time. Yeah. Well, so then things get really out of hand. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He's having trouble connecting. He has a couple blow ups with his direct supervisors and he gets the text message from Iceman. Because he does. And it's like, we need to talk. And <laughs> he's like, I'm not. Asking, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I cried during the movie. Yeah. And I have to say the way in which they set this up. And for Val, Val for Val Kilmer to be in it is the most respectful, well done, brilliant thing I have ever seen in film. Did you even see it coming? If you like, if you I had, knew he was in it. No, I'm saying if, if you had a not the way tries, they did it. If you had a hundred tries at this, not the way you they wouldn't did have it. hit it. They right? they were so smart. So the, for those of you who don't know, Val Kilmer throat cancer. Yes, Val Kilmer has throat cancer. He's been very ill. He's still you know alive, which is great. Um, but he, that uh, what was the name of the documentary that came out on him? It was. Val, was oh, called yeah, it was Val. Val. Yeah, I watched it. It's it's breathtaking. His son sounds just like him. He does, but he can't talk at this point. I mean, basically, is inaudible. Yep. And it's it's horrible and it's depressing and it's also wonderful and uplifting to watch this because he really has embraced everything that's going on in his life. He's not a sad person. And when you involve him in the movie, there's so much technology. There's CGI. There's you can Irishman he, him up. Yeah. You know, what what are you gonna do? And when he's called to go see Iceman. It, felt, the most gorgeous it house. felt so yeah. viper to me. Yeah. Maverick shows up to this house. The wife is there. The children are playing in the room. It was a total yeah. throwback to yeah. when he goes to talk to Viper. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting too, Max. I know you have a wonderful relationship with your dad and I, I'm jealous of it in a good way. Yeah. You know, mine passed away a long time ago. The need for a father figure is so critical in all of our lives. And, you know, Viper really played that for Maverick mm. at this crossroad. And here we are now. And Iceman plays it's that. It's 100%. That, and it's yeah. so well done. He walks into the house and he hugs Iceman's wife. Yep. And she looks at him and all she says, she doesn't use the word cancer. She just says, it's back. Yep. And it's not looking good. And it's immediately implied. Like, it hurts that, to talk. Yeah. And yeah. it hurts to talk. So he goes in there and you see Val. And look, he's been through a lot of treatment. And you're, normally he has wild hair. Yeah. He's like, screw it. I'm going to put it back in the spike. The yeah. blonde. Yeah. Not, it's gray. But no, it's but still it's, it's still, it's, it's his look. And I love, they still gave him the freedom. There's no way in the script it said he should wear a scarf. Right. He wears scarves all the time. Right. It's kind of his signature. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah, But they made him like very kind of like formal looking. He, look, he looked like a retired admiral. He did. He, like, he played it very well. Yeah. And Maverick goes in there and he needs help. And he's talking to him. And he breaks down. He does. And he leans forward. And Iceman is using his computer screen to communicate with Maverick. Yeah. So he's typing on it. I want to talk about work. Yeah. And that's literally saying, he's like, what can we do? He's like, I want to talk about work. And so Maverick doesn't want to do that. And... Maverick breaks down, and I think this, again, to me, is great. You don't see a lot of this, other than when Goose dies in the first movie. You don't see this kind of, like, emotional breakdown. I'm weak. I need help. In this movie, he's older, and he asks for that help. He And he's asking Iceman for that help. When Iceman types, you got to let it go, which is the reference to Goose and the baggage that he's carrying and everything. That's when I first cried in the movie. Yeah. It was so powerful. Well, and Tom Cruise tears up, and you got to remember... Late 80s, early 90s Tom Cruise, when he was at his peak point of being an actor, when he's vulnerable and actually looks like he can be like fallible and not a god, those are the most memorable Tom Cruise performances. performances he's, been right. a, he's been a Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt, can't kill me guy for, I don't know, 15 years. I think you said he is the only superhero that doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. If you think about the movies he's in and what he's done, yeah. he has just never had to go down that route. He doesn't yeah. need it. He yeah. is on his own a superhero. So this is, you know, their conversation about teaching them and then and then he 
Iceman saves up all the energy he has to just talk to him and say a few words. Now, I don't know how they did this. I don't know yeah, if I'm they... Yeah, I'm not sure either. But it was perfect. Yeah. They got him to talk. Little whisper. Yeah, and and I, and I it matched perfectly with the with his lips. The syntax was there and everything. He makes it clear to Maverick that Maverick has got to get these guys functioning as a team. And it's kind of fun, right? Because as a result of that, he goes back and he knows he's got to introduce that element of it. And, and what time and, is and, it? Max, you know what time it is. It's shirtless football time. So uh, the whole time I'm watching this scene, <laughs> the whole time I'm watching this scene, you know, as a football aficionado, yeah. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> because there's they two, have two footballs football. at the same time. I'm like, what in the serious hell is going on? <laughs> on both sides. On both sides game. of the ball. I, I, so I'm, first you thought it was a split screen. And then I just thought they screwed up. I'm like, maybe how could they screw this up? Yeah. How is there nobody there saying this isn't how you play football? <laughs> Why do you have two footballs at the same time? So they have their shirtless scene. By the way, every single person in this movie is, is jacked. I'm like, I'm ashamed. I, I'm going to go home and like look in the mirror and cry. Every single one of them is completely jacked. So Glenn Powell, hangman, went nuts with the coconut oil. He literally wouldn't stop doing it until everyone had to tell him, you need to stop. You're too greasy for us to touch. And he kept doing it. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's what I do. That's exactly what you do. So it's kind of another little tip of the hat. He He's done. Yeah. And they start booing him as he runs away, that's, just like when he was playing he, volleyball. Two, two and yeah, volleyball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he runs over, and apparently this, this football match took place right outside of Penny's house. Of course. So he goes to hang out with Penny. And then Cyclone comes up, but I can't remember if it's after he was done playing, whatever. Anyways, he asks him what's going on here. And finally... I understand why they have two footballs. It's called dogfight football. Yeah. The offense and the defense are both playing offense and defense at the same time. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. But if you think about it, for fighter pilot, it makes sense. It makes total sense yeah. that not only do you have to think about catching the ball, but you have to think about intercepting another ball. Yeah. Like that's that's wild to me. I don't even know how they did that. You know what's but, more you know what's more wild? When they filmed this, they finished and they're like, Oh, thank God, I can like actually eat a cheeseburger again. Oh, I'm sure. They yeah. all went they all went out for beers and tater tots yeah. and like just hung out. <laughs> And Tom Cruise took a look at everything and said, we need to do it again. Oh, so the next no. day they had to shoot it again. again. And that's oh. what they actually used. That's great. So they, they play dogfight football. They're becoming a team. Yeah. They're, you know, being, you know, engaging each other more. They knocked down Hondo. Yep. Oh, Hondo's great. Oh, uh, he was, I thought he was fantastic yeah. in this. Yeah. And they, they progress through this and then you have the death of Iceman. The death of Iceman. I missed because of the bathroom. You had to go to the bathroom, which is <laughs> amazing. You only had to go one time. I, this, my anxiety when I watch movies with you is so high. I even prefaced before we went to the movie. You need like, to go see a doctor about how much no, you pee. It's I, unbelievable. I told them, I was like, listen, I pee between uh, the third and fourth trailer. Third and fourth trailer yeah. before like the imagine part. And then you peed again. Yeah. Right in the middle of the funeral. <laughs> the funeral scene was. It's not the first funeral I peed in. Yeah, there you go. It's not, The funeral scene was great and I understand it and I think it was well placed and it kind of, it helped push the story along because yep. now Cyclone can kind of do whatever he wants because yeah. he doesn't. And also there's something really important that I think comes from it. Aside from just the pageantry of it. This is my opinion. Again, I have nothing to back this up. I also think that this was a living memorial to Val Kilmer. Oh. I think that this was Tom Cruise's way of saying, yeah. we salute you. We love you. Yeah. I, that's what I think. But that's just me. I'm sure someone will tell me I'm wrong. I'm not going to say no to that. I know, right? Yeah. So move forward a little bit. Um, now Cyclone is basically said to Maverick, you're out. I'm, I'm going to take, take over. We got to get these guys ready. This impossible mission. No, not mission impossible. Yep. Um, There's an important part about the mission that we haven't talked about. The fact that Maverick makes it below the hard deck at about 200 feet where they have to like cruise. Crazy. The whole time. Crazy. Well, so visually, the first movie is fantastic. Yeah. But they're all in the air. You have no frame of reference. Yeah. Of how fast they're when going. When you see cool these guys, but, 200 feet above the hard deck is crazy. Against, or no, not on the ground. I mean, yeah. hard deck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, against like walls and crevices and mountains and all. Yeah. It takes my, it, it was on, it was, I'm sorry, what? It takes, takes your breath, breath away. It, I'm so happy that did not make an appearance yeah, in this yeah. movie. Although I love it. I'm so happy. It's the most brilliant decision I think this whole movie had. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's real dogfight. I mean, I, the, 
I can't articulate how good the cinematography is. You just have to see it. It's so, the, I think it's for me outside of a couple movies. Like I think like the dark Knight. Yeah. To me, the, yeah, but this, you know what? This felt like a Christopher Nolan. It movie. did. It really did. And those movies blow me away. Yeah. I, and, and that's how it felt when you were watching it. So he, they, they moved to this, you know, conflict and the big conflict here is without Iceman, what do I do? And this to me is a really important part, right? So this was uh, Penny Benjamin, Jennifer Conley, you know, saying, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm out. There's no way around it. I'm out. And, she, always and, something and, and out. Iceman would always bail him out. And she put it back on him. Yeah. I was like, you need to figure it out. And he figured it out. Yeah. He hijacked a plane. <laughs> he did. By the way, there's two times in this movie where I have a strong Iron Eagle vibe. And this yeah. is one of them. Yep. That's awesome. Not going to throw a chappy in there. I thought I'd get oh. a chappy out of you. I mean, it's not, <laughs> not the no time. One, it's not no the time. No one dies. Yeah, at this point. And it, it's brilliant because it's like the mission is supposed to go in three minutes. Yeah. And, so they can and, just, and no one can get it done. Yeah. Just to give you a sense of what the mission is. Yeah, you, break it down. Basically, the it's way impossible. it's impossible. Mission impossible. So, and by the way, how much do you love the elements of this that's Star Wars A New Hope? Oh, yeah. Because they have to hit. <laughs> they like, have to hit. I, mean, it's, yeah. it's, I don't even care if they meant to do it like that. I thought it was they great. absolutely meant to do it. So like you basically that. have to take the plane and you have to fly 200 feet above the ground yep. in and out of caverns. The reason you have to do that is because there missiles are these above. missiles above that are on like little rotators that if yep. you go above 200, they're going to shoot you. You then have to climb up this mountain. Yep. You have to stay that low until you get to the mountain. Then you have to climb up while you're climbed up. You have to invert yep. to go back down the mountain to spin back around. You have to have someone tag the box with the laser, yep. drop a missile on the box to get like and the then have another missile off. after to go in the hole that you made by the first missile. Then you have to immediately ascend straight up and get to what we figured would be around above 10 G's. Yep. And you have to do all of this in lesser jets than normal. Yep. And those jets are not really built to deal with 10G. And it's under three minutes. And you have to do the whole thing under three minutes. <laughs> because at the point that you hit three minutes, even though they sent Tomahawks missiles to blow up the landing strip yep. where they would have... The planes are still going to come. The, you'll still get planes coming. Did I explain it well enough? It was perfect. All right, perfect. You know what remind me of? In the original Mission Impossible, when they're describing the heist, yeah. it's like that level. It of was like, nuts. It yeah. was nuts. So nobody's been able to do it. And not being able to do it in ways that like pertain to them. Like, Hangman was too bold and fast. Rooster was too cautious. Yeah, it like, took too long. Yeah. Exactly. So Cyclone says you're out. And the next morning, Cyclone gets up in front of the class and says, you know, we're going to change the parameters. Four minutes. You've got four minutes and you can stay at 400 feet above the ground. So yeah. what Cyclone is telling them is you're all going to die. Yep. But we, <laughs> they're all like kind of, they're like, they all know WTF it. It's very man. obvious. Yeah. You're all going to die, <laughs> but, but at least we'll get the mission accomplished. By the way, they're destroying uranium. Right. From, which also is interesting. That, from that, a non-disclosed area. Which, they, they stayed, but that's that's true to the original. They yeah, stayed yeah. away from politics no, on the this. The director had a great quote about it. He goes, I want 20 years from now this not to be anything political. I just want people to enjoy sure, it. Sure, sure. Right. Absolutely. I'm, it's just America. Yeah. America. <laughs> so it's impossible to do, right? Yep. So what happens? Maverick does it. <laughs> in two minutes, 15 seconds. So And, and the way this is, the whole thing is filmed is great. So they're in that room where they have the timer up on the wall. Yep. And then all of a sudden you hear like over uh, dispatch, it's like, uh, we have a... Uh, unauthorized or it's like it's like Maverick is in the air and they cut the time like, on the uh, clock back yeah. to 230 or 215 two, and Maverick does it and the tension you're looking in the room and all the students are like come on man you got to do it because yeah. that's their butts on the line like yeah. you can't show it's possible they're going to change the mission they're going to die Maverick does it it's awesome watching yeah. him fly the so G's are incredible he comes back it's one of the, this is one of the funniest to me at these moments that are like tongue-in-cheek statements he comes back and Cyclone who's the guy who's Cyclone's right-hand guy Warlock. Warlock. Cyclone and Warlock and Maverick are, are sitting down. And He's Cyclone, like Finn, Keith David. Yeah. Cyclone looks at Maverick and says, well, I got a really tough decision. Do I risk the lives of my uh, students 
or do I risk my career in the Navy? Meaning basically that now he knows that Maverick is the right person to do this. And Maverick starts to talk and Warlock says, I think it's a rhetorical question, (laughs) which is great. So not only is Maverick back, but he becomes the team leader. He's going to freaking fly. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Like, I take a deep breath for a second. We're getting now. This movie up to this point is just stellar. I got no complaints. I'm geeked. I'm fired up. The whole movie is absolutely incredible up to this point. Before we went to go see this movie, in the parking lot of the theater, we did an Instagram live and we made some guesses about what we thought was going to happen. And you said, I bet you that Maverick dies. And that's why everybody is so wild and up in arms about this movie. And it just is kind of the piece de resistance of the film that Maverick dies. Finally sacrificed himself. This movie, this movie did every single thing in its power to convince you and I that Maverick was going to die. Let's talk about just a couple independent data points. The first of which is they constantly refer to this entire mission as a suicide mission. No one's coming home from this. Maverick goes to see Penny and says, I'm not going to leave you again. It'll be okay. I'll yeah. see you soon. He talks to Rooster, who he picks Rooster to be his wingman. Yeah. Rooster talks to Maverick before they get into their jet. And he's going to say thank you. And Maverick's like, don't worry. We'll, we'll talk, talk later. later. Yeah. There there it's are the so yeah. many clues. Or that he can't fly anymore and he's flying his whole life. Yeah, this like, is it. Yeah. Or it's, sometimes it's time to let go yeah, yeah. and retire. And this is going to be the end of it. And, you know, there's so many indicators that he's going to die. Yep. So they, they start the mission. The, the, the entire filming and visual effects of the entire end of this movie is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Everything from the formation they're in yep. to like the, Ducks the, fly together. the oh my God, Max, <laughs> it's like quack, a v. quack, quack. That's all I was thinking. Not just that, but like the Tomahawk missiles flying over them. How cool is them that? Them on the water. Yeah. The whole damn thing is yeah. just, and it, it looks so real because yeah. most of it is. So Maverick gets into the, the crevasses. Yes. They make their way through there. Well, no, you got to remember he's going normal speed. Rooster is lagging behind and Rooster needs to like ask for his dad to feel it. Right. Like actually. Well, then you get, you get Maverick saying, talk to me goose. And then you get Rooster saying, talk to me dad. Oh my God. By the way, talk to me dad. Yeah. That's, that's a t-shirt waiting to be made. Oh God. Cried during that. When he said, talk to me dad, lost it. So Maverick does what he did before. Makes it through perfectly fine. Nails it. Nails it. Right. Rooster comes through. So you got Maverick in the lead and you got Phoenix behind with Bob. Bob. Yep. And they tag it with the laser. Perfect. and, And Maverick drops the missile blows the top off we're good yep during this you see the transition of rooster moving from his obstacle to getting past his don't obstacle. think just do Joe, don't think just do so rooster's lagging too far behind and if he doesn't pick up the pace he's not going to make it there in time no so all of a sudden and he's Whoa, gone slow down there. yeah right not that fast <laughs> so they get over the ascend they get to the dive and at this point there's something wrong with the laser but by the way this is absolutely a throwback to <laughs> A new hope. Oh, yeah. It's taking the thing away, using yeah, the force. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe yeah. it. Like, I didn't even think more of this. So he has to shoot it blind. There's no laser to tag where they're actually shooting. So Rooster's got to drop this thing blind. And he does. The implosion of this entire thing really, is incredible. Really cool. So they go over the top of the mountain. Doing and, the Gs. And yeah, and it is what it is. They make it clear. You got two, was it two bogeys? How many bogeys were coming at him? Two. So you have a combination of two things going on. The hardest part about this is the coffin corner, which I also love. They call it a coffin corner because <laughs> like of football. Drop. After they get above the mountaintop, all of those air-to-ground missiles that are on those rotators start firing at them. So they got to do the flares. They got to use flares. They got to dodge stuff. So basically, you got something coming right at Rooster. And this is, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is how it's going to be. Like, this is Maverick sees what's going on. He is going to settle everything. And emotionally, this is how he wants to die. He wants to save Rooster. So Maverick does some amazing maneuvering, gets in front of this to protect Rooster, and gets shot down. 
and that's it. And at this point, you have the tension of we got to go back and look for Maverick. We got to look for Maverick. Cyclone is back at the uh, radar place. He's a radar place, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and he's like, we can't go back after him. All of you guys get back right now. You've got uh, hang, hang, Hangman's uh, sitting like, on, on, on bro, the deck. He's like, let in. me go. Put me in, coach. They all leave. And you're like, damn it. Like, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I, I was so upset. Yeah. I was so upset, Max. I'm like, this is unbelievably terrible. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the screen goes totally dark. And it starts to then, you get like a blinking sensation. And it's Maverick, who has parachuted out of the plane, which you didn't know. You couldn't see this. They couldn't tell he parachuted. And he's alive. And I'm like, oh my God, he's alive. He gets up. He starts taking his parachute off. And a chopper comes down. The chopper from Rainbow 3. Max, this is to me where the movie, if the movie's in an A, yep. right? Not a B plus, not a B. And an A, the entire movie. This is A plus. This is the A plus. Yeah. Because what they did is something that people just don't have the brass cojones to do. Mm-hmm. They let part of this be an absolute 80s movie. This is so pure 80s movie. This is John Rambo and a chopper being <laughs> yeah. shot at Troutman. on the ground. <laughs> and yeah, Troutman, God didn't make Rambo. I did. This is everything. This was macho, insane ridiculousness. Yeah. And it was done so perfectly that you weren't sitting there saying, this is absurd. This is cheesy. So the chopper's shooting at him. He runs around, tries to avoid the chopper a couple times. He can't. The chopper's lined up and ready to kill him. And who comes in? Who violated the rule? <laughs> who didn't go back? Of course, Rooster. Yeah. So Rooster shoots him. But those MIGs, I'm calling them MIGs. They weren't MIGs. Same thing. Whatever. They come and shoot down. Fifth generation. Yep. They come down and shoot Rooster. Rooster ejects. It's messy. Tom Cruise is running with all his flight gear, like a dead sprint, like a Mission Impossible sprint. Well, Tom loves to run. In the forest, finds Rooster. Pushes him to the ground. He's like, what did you do? This movie this movie is everything. It's perfect. He's furious. He's like, I'm supposed to save your life. That's he's like, point. but I saved yeah. your life. Yeah. So like- Or then he's like, I didn't think I did. And when this happened, I'm sitting there thinking, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm also thinking- And now it's like a spies like us. I, right. Yeah. And the only thing I'm thinking is, I'm like, the only thing that could make this movie better is I get the two of them on a plane together. Yeah. That's what went through my head. I'm like, this is it. the only thing. So they then, just like the movie Predator- Find like the the cabinet ministers. Yeah, they're they got binoculars and they're looking at what's going on and they hatch a plan. A plan so <laughs> Iron Eagle ridiculous. It just might work. It just might work. <laughs> they find all because remember the the tomahawks had blown up the entire base. Yep. Except there's one hangar and in that hangar is an F-14. The old school. The old F-14, <laughs> which they make nods to this the whole movie where they're like, oh, the that old F-14, that yeah. piece of junk, you could never do blah blah blah. The F-14 is what they were flying in the original Top Gun. Yes, for those that forget. So you have the binoculars on it, and Tom Cruise, Maverick, is like, "Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna walk right over there." It and becomes like a comedy at this point. It, it's it's the first point where Miles Teller really gets to be like kind of a sidekick and, and, and like and Goose. Yeah. This, I, this is where he's channeling Goose. Yeah. This is where Rooster's channeling Goose. So they are literally just walking, and there's other other the bad guys are everywhere. But yeah. in fairness, I actually kind of understand why this would have worked. Yeah, because chaos. And I was willing to buy into it, and that's the crazy thing, and that's why this movie's so great. I bought into all this. I'm like, yeah, I could see this happening. Yeah. Why not? So they walk across the hangar. Nobody questions anything because they just have been attacked and. <laughs> There's yeah. chaos everywhere. They get in the F-14. They get the thing all fired up to go. Of course, Maverick, you know, gets in it. And he's like, oh, I haven't been in one of these in a long time. <laughs> he's trying to show Rooster how to get it all going. They get into the F-14. They, they take off in a non-traditional way because they don't have any runway. He's like, why, why are your wings out? It, it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> they get up in the air and, and <laughs> man, it's just so much awesomeness. Yeah. So they the, pull- the, the new plane... How it stops to dodge oh, missiles. It's crazy. How cool is it? It's like, crazy. It kind of stops vertically yeah. and then kind of spins. Sure, 20, it's 37 years and later. Everyone's like, what? What? <laughs> they get in this plane. And of course, again, you still have these two enemy aircraft that are up in the air that are awesome looking. They fly next to the F 14. Yeah. And Rooster's like, what the hell are we going to do? Give them a thumbs Maverick's up. like, don't worry. They don't, they, we're on the same team. They yeah. think we're on the same team. While all this is going on, imagine. So Rooster clicks 
like his finder, whatever his like GPS yeah. on. So he pops up on the screen and Cyclone's like, what is this? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but here's the thing. It's supersonic. He's going fast. He's in the air. Yeah. They're like, how is he in the air? And then you just see your Cyclone go Maverick. <laughs> 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 I, I was like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Maverick. How are they doing that? Maverick. I'm going to say this to you every time you're like, how would he do that? Maverick. They have a great dog fight. And that's the whole thing, right? It's yeah. a throwback. They're out of missiles at some point. They run out of the gun. Like, they show the rounds and yeah. all. Like they He's only got, down. like, 30 rounds 33 left. 33 left. I yeah. remember. I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you get down to the very end. You, this is a great touch, too. I This is, like, the horror film. You think the bad guy's dead and he comes back yep. move. They do this a couple times. You think they're going to have to eject a couple times. He, you, notice how, how, you notice how Maverick is, like, emphatic about, you Who's wait he, to pull you, the canopy until yeah. I tell you to pull the yeah. canopy. So at one point, they're screwed. They've killed the two or they've shot down the two enemy combatants and they get on radar that there's another one coming and they yep. don't see it anywhere. And Maverick looks and it's a it's game right of at chicken. Him. It's coming right yeah. at him. And he's like, there's no way around this. Like, I don't know what they've we're going to be able to do. He's like, we're going to have to eject. So rooster goes to pull the uh, canopy. It's stuck. Yeah. It won't pull. So they don't know what they're going to do. The enemy combatant launches a missile at them only a split second later with the missile right in front of the jet. The jet and the missile are blown up, and it's freaking hanging. Yes, and, it is. Yeah. And he's like, that's right. I am the best. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's incredible. It's so good. Yeah. So they head back to the aircraft carrier, and I, what did I say to you at the theater? If they say buzz the tower, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. yeah. He, they don't say buzz the tower, no. but he buzzed the he tower. Does. Someone and, drops a coffee. Oh, it's great. Yeah. They So he buzzes the tower, not affiliated with our podcast. <laughs> they land the airplane. It gets caught in the net because he's got, by the way, this is also to me hilarious. It made me think of airplane yep. and it made me think of hot shots. We're like, we're, <laughs> we're coming in. You you're good. You're good. And then kerplop. <laughs> Everything makes you think It's true. That. So they all make it in. They do the classic the celebration. You. You. <laughs> they don't do that. No, but. they don't. They don't do that. <laughs> but uh, Rooster and Maverick have reconciled. Hangman, uh, Hangman a, is a, a good guy. Yeah, it's great. I like the handshake rather than the hug. I do too. It, it, felt, like, it, it, it felt, felt more real. It did. The whole thing is great. So now it goes back to Maverick's personal hangar. Yep. And he's working on his plane and he's got Rooster with him. He and he's showing Rooster how to do it. This really, I think again, this kind of like passing of the torch. Yep. Iceman became the father figure. Viper at one point was a father figure for Maverick. And now Maverick is truly more of a father figure cool, yeah. for Rooster. And uh, I may have missed, I think, did he look for Penny? He, he went to look for Penny first. And she went on, and a, she trip went on a sailing with, trip with her with daughter. daughter. Yeah. But then her daughter and her show up at the hangar. Yeah. And in her Porsche, in too. her Porsche, yeah. yeah, a little throwback to Charlie's Porsche, yeah, different one, different Porsche, 1971, better Porsche, yeah, if you will. it was. And they they go up in the plane and they fly around with each other, and you and I walk out of the theater feeling fulfilled. Whoa! End credits where they show people and they say their names while they're smiling. You're right, I'm sorry. It's that's the most 80s thing ever. You're right, I'm sorry. It's super important. Max. With the same lettering. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see this. I'm going home in a week. I'm gonna see this with my dad. Yeah. And we're gonna cry. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's, it's a father son movie. It really is. It's a male role model father son movie. It's incredible. Uh Max, we just talked about this movie. I will say I'll say one thing. I know we kind of just did a recap of the whole movie, but I want to just make one more point before we wrap the show. To me, the two miracles, right? In the movie, the two miracles were number one, you got to get through that whole thing under radar in under three minutes. And number two, you got to drop the missile right into the hole. Yeah. The two miracles of this movie were the the tip of the hat, the nod to the original, where you're like, wow, it was done clean, respectable, and organic. And the second one is just making a standalone fantastic movie. This is probably one of the best movies I've seen in years. Yep. This is top five for me. And I understand we're jaded in a sense because of how we feel, but I feel like I can objectively tell you like there are movies, Rocky Balboa. When Rocky Balboa came out, do you remember that? 
You mean the Rocky Five or Rocky Six? Okay, yeah, yeah. So like the new one, like Creed and everything else, yeah. th- those have been great. But Rocky Six was okay. What, yeah, yeah, whatever. But Rocky Six was the one that came out a- after Rocky Five with a lot of space in between so it. Boxing, yeah. I watched that and I came out of it. I was like, I really like that movie, but I could objectively tell you it wasn't a great movie. Yeah. You know, like him and his son and that storyline and whatever. This is a whole different ball game. This uh, this is a standalone outstanding movie. And then when you lump it as the collection with Top Gun, it's going to be really hard to do anything that feels this good again. And I hope that other people watched it and took notes and understand this is my Cobra Kai argument. Yeah. Like all the things that have failed and not been able to duplicate the warm fuzzies that you get from the Spielbergian Goonies feel. Yeah. This did it. And I just chef's kiss. My hat's off to everybody involved with this movie. It was outstanding. Worth the wait? Yes, it was. All right. I Ma- cried so much. You did. You're, yeah. you're, a, you're a, I'm a, a leaky wet, Larry. You're a wet pillow. Max with our first ever review and discussion about a movie not made in the 1980s in the bag. I think now is the perfect time to jump into our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our friend Christopher Lopez, heavily, heavily into the show, always connecting with us on Instagram and always uh, giving great feedback on episodes. Just so the nicest dude. Super excited to have him on. So we asked Christopher uh, first if he had seen Top Gun Maverick and second, what did he feel about it? What was his favorite parts? General thoughts. So let's kick it over to Christopher and see what he had to say about our new favorite movie. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo of this. You should right now. What would I get? Not our logo, which uh, is certainly not at all. <laughs> Just Bob on my Just board. Bob. Bob would be great. Howdy, everybody. This is Christopher Lopez coming at you live from Sacramento, California. First of all, I want to give a big shout out, a big thank you to Max and Mo for allowing me to do a guest spotlight here on Buzz in the Tower. Pretty freaking cool. So... I just seen Top Gun Part 2 last night with my wife, and let me tell you, I was blown away. I could not believe that they used the same theme music for the intro of Part 2 that they did in Part 1. I love it. That, for me, cemented it. I was in just because of the intro on Part 2. My most favorite part, or I guess I should say the, the thing I liked about the new movie, is I love the fact that it shows the relationship between Rooster and Maverick growing throughout the film. I feel like they could have had a little bit more on screen time together, but they did a good job at bringing it to a close at the very end of the movie. You can definitely tell that because Maverick has never had a wife or kids, it really lets Rooster look up to Maverick as a father type of figure since he lost his father years ago. The way they left it off is it's perfect. It's Rooster going on to, in lack of a better phrase, become a man. He now knows that he can trust Maverick and he loves him like a father. It's, you can just see it. It just, they have a really good dynamic duo type of chemistry in the film. That is something that I didn't expect to see. I was really, really surprised to see that they actually made that come true for part two. And my boy Max, there is a dog in the movie, in the bar. You will see what I'm talking about when you finally get to watch the movie. Pretty freaking cool. He needed more screen time as well. But anyways, I digress. I love part two. Part two is amazing. Go see it. I want to go see it again. I might just do it. I don't know. So my closing arguments, Top Gun part two is an incredible film. And I really do hope they make a part three. I think it would be something monumental to have three Top Gun films. All right, everybody. Now get to your nearest recruiter and sign up. Let's kick the tires and light the fires. The dog. The dog. He nailed the dog. He's the a good boy. Doggos. I think it's a lab too. It's a nice dog. Uh I mean, I, I've, I'm not. 
heard of anybody not liking this movie. Now I've been hiding from people because yeah. I don't want to hear anything about it, but, I, but it's good to know that he loved it. He's right that the rooster relationship and like the father son. Yeah, kind of vibe. Oh, I mean, he's right. Who yeah. else said that? You know, someone else who said that too. Someone smart. Yeah. Someone smarter than you. <laughs> A big thank you to Christopher Lopez, our fan spotlight for coming on today. And Max, uh, as always, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Buzz in the Tower website, buzzinthetower.com. Pick up any merchandise you like from our website. The proceeds go directly to the Save Ferris Fund or Save Max Fund or Save Mo Fund, whatever you I like. I haven't seen any of this money. Where are you going? Uh, don't worry. I'll get it to you someday. <laughs> Buzz in the Tower also has a wonderful Patreon. You can become a co-pilot at patreon.com slash Tower. And if you're not already, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave a review. And last but most important, go see Top Gun Maverick. You will yeah, absolutely think, love do. it. Yeah, exactly. Right now. You got it. Literally, this podcast ends run Run. Go see it again. Don't even take a car. Absolutely. I'll uh, FaceTime you during the movie. Jesus Christ, Max. All right, calm down. We look forward to seeing you all next week on the show, even though I don't really see you. We just talked to you, but you understand what I meant. We'll be breaking down our top 50 moments of Top Gun. <laughs> I think we're all Top Gunned out for a while. No. Jesus More. Christ. More. And on that note, Max, any final words before we close? The end is inevitable, Mo. Your kind is heading for extinction. Maybe so, Max, but not today. Maverick. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.